very end. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, you're worthy 
to God. Hallelujah. It makes me want to shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So many things happen in life, and you wonder why. You wonder why. Glory to God. You wonder why. Two great men of God went home to be with the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I wonder why. As I said, Lord, their teaching was excellent. It was wonderful. People were growing by it. And now they're gone. And I said, um, like most people say, of course we rejoice with them because they're home with the Lord. But we are sad for ourselves. Because now we have to adjust to a new normal. But I asked the Lord, especially after one of the teachers that come on that I like to listen to. He was wonderful out of Canada. After I found out that he had passed at an early age, he was only 59. And I said, okay, God, what am I going to do now? He said, you're going to hear what I have to say. I said, amen. So be it, Lord. So be it. So hallelujah. We keep our eyes focused on him. Hallelujah. We keep our eyes focused on him. We continue to walk in the path that he has laid out for us. Glory to God. As that scripture popped up in the last song, Isaiah 25, 1, the path that he has planned, those things that he has planned from long ago. Hallelujah. These deaths didn't catch God off guard. They might have caught me and others. Didn't catch God off guard. So we continue to follow him. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to go into the Christmas season. And as people always say, wise men still follow the star. Hallelujah. We'll continue to follow him and to be grateful unto him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your presence, for your mercy endures forever. Thank you. That you're always with us. You never leave us. Thank you that even though at times our world may seem to be spinning out of control, you're still in control. We submit to you. You're still in control. Hallelujah. So we bless your name. We bless your name. And we thank you for your love. We thank you that you care for us. Hallelujah. We don't have to carry the burdens, the concerns, the worries, the heartaches, the pains. You care for us. Help us to always rely upon that and to realize that, that you care for us. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the love that you have for us. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated this morning. Tammy, as you were speaking about that, I think about the uh, couple of scriptures right here being Thanksgiving. It says we give thanks in all things and for all things. We give thanks to what? To Christ Jesus, our Lord, who is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And then also I thought about a scripture that how precious is the death of the saints in the Lord's sight. But we'll always have those questions. And, and one thing we have to understand is death is not our friend. Death is our enemy. It never was in God's plan. So, but the main thing is, is make sure you have everlasting life. Because death is going to be the last enemy that Jesus is actually going to destroy. So until then, we have this hope in these earthen vessels. These earthen vessels. If you got Jesus, you got hope of everlasting life. He's that door. Everybody's got to go through a door. It's either life's door or death's door. Death's door has a sting. There's a sting of death. But life's door has peace and hope and joy. There's no sting in that door. There's no sting of death in that door. There's that prince of peace that we all look for. As saints, we all look forward to one day. Was Robin Gould one of those? Yeah, Pastor Robin Gould. Uh, yeah, sometimes we have to let those questions sit on the shelf. I think about Joshua. Now that Moses, my servant, is dead. Now Joshua, Kelsey, pull up Joshua 1. Is it Joshua 6? Yeah, Joshua 1, 1 here. Moses was Joshua's pastor. It says, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua. That doesn't mean uh, God counted Moses as no effect. Now, you know, now he's speaking to Joshua. Now he was speaking to Joshua before. But now he says, he's spoken to Joshua. What did he say? Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, what? Arise. So when we lose one of our, our teachers, one of our generals, God says, now arise. Go over this Jordan. See, that's the vision he had. That's, that was the vision, the purpose God had called Moses to take these people to Jordan. That's the promised land. See, the, our promised land is, is Jesus. So that's what we teach. What is the word of faith that we preach? That if you'll believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. That's the Jordan. That's what we have to arise when, we, when one of our generals and one of our sisters or brothers in the Lord passes on. We've got to pick up that mantle and arise. All, and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. So there's hope. Amen. So as we, uh, I just want to welcome our visitors, welcome everybody here this morning. And uh, hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We did, had a couple. And... Uh, Good to see family and friends. We have a, have a few out today. 
I got a couple calls. Uh, Pastor Jim Howard and Wanda, he's doing their fourth Thanksgiving meal, and this is today, so they're preparing for another meal. But he said he would, uh, he would miss everybody, and we got some that we need prayer for. We'll pray for a little bit later. But uh, also, just a, just a little quick announcement. Going into December, we will have our Christmas uh, dinner here the third Sunday, which will be the 13th. 18th. 18th. Thank you, Darius. I just looked at my calendar. I should have pulled it back up. But uh, we'll have the, the meat catered. We'll have barbecue, chicken, some hush puppies. And then if you want to bring a covered dish, whether that be a dessert, it's cook light. We want less cooking in Christmas. So we just want to enjoy a little bit of time there of fellowship, worship the Lord, but uh, less cooking for our families at Christmas time. And uh, so just put mark that on your calendar. We look forward to seeing you. And as we get ready to give this morning, we're going to receive our tithes and offerings here. Our theme for this year, and it's coming to, this year's coming to an end, but the word never comes to an end. But the Lord gave us Job 42.10 at the beginning of this year for the trouble that we had in 2020 and 2021 was supposed to get double for our trouble because the Lord said, uh, the Lord said to Job, in verse 10, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job, and we remember we know all the trouble Job had, when he prayed, when Job prayed for his friends, and also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. When you stand praying, the Bible says, Mark eleven twenty four, as you have all these desires and you're, you're believing these things from God, it says, and as you stand praying, if you have aught against anybody, forgive. So your Father in heaven can forgive you. So even, there's still some double I haven't seen yet. So just because this year, 2022, double for your trouble, is coming to an end, if you haven't seen your double yet, keep believing for it. Because Jesus was promised that he would come again, his second coming. He's coming. We haven't seen him yet, but, is it, but does that mean we cast away our faith? Our, no, we're still believing. He's coming. So until he comes, we keep believing. We keep confessing. We keep Thanking God for these promises we're going to see. That's what faith does. Faith pursues the promises of God. Faith is alive. Faith is quick. The word is quick. And there was another scripture I wanted to bring it. Let me open it up here. That's our theme for 2022. And then, Kelsey, if you pull up Malachi 3... Malachi 3, 8, and 12. Now, this is the Old Testament, but the Word of God is, is fresh. Whether it's in the Old or whether it's in New, the Word will get the job done. Amen? God talking to Israel here, it says, Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me, but you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? If you talk to God, He'll give you the answer. <laughs> Amen? If you got questions, just keep seeking Him. Wise men still seek Him. Where have you robbed me? In tithes, say tithes and offerings. The tithe, just a little teaching here, the tithe, I had to learn this when I got born. I was a baby Christian. I didn't understand all, and I don't, I'm not telling you I understand it all yet, but I understand Christ. I understand love. Love never fails. God didn't create no failures. Amen? So, in tithe, tithe is the tenth. That opens up the windows of heaven, keeps them open. 
then the offering is what you just purpose in your heart you want to do. And that's between you and God. Really, your tithe is between you and God too. He's going to love you regardless. Because see, His love is not based on what you do. His love is based on what Jesus did. And Jesus, everywhere you see and follow Jesus, He was out blessing and giving and, and healing and raising the dead and blessing, taking a little boy's lunch and multiplying and feeding the multitudes. That's what love does. So before I got born again, I wasn't coming to give my tithes at church. <laughs> I wasn't in church. Amen. I was a sinner. I did what sinners did. I stayed away from church because I knew if I got there, something good was going to happen. I just was running away from it. But I had my, my thinking was wrong. But once I, gave, once I found Jesus, surrendered my life to him, he turned me into a giver. And he'll do the same thing for you. Verse 9, in tithes and offerings, the Lord says, why were they cursed? Because they were not keeping God first. You're cursed with the curse. Same thing happened in the beginning. That's where death entered in because of man's disobedience because of the devil. You're cursed with the curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Next verse, bring ye all the tithes. You just don't bring them one Sunday and that's it. You bring them every Sunday. Every day is a good day to praise the Lord. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. This is a storehouse, but you can have another storehouse. Storehouse is. Your local church is where your pastor is. But then we, me and Sherry personally, we give like to other ministries. Uh, Tammy mentioned Pastor Robin Gould. You can still sow into other ministries as the Lord leads you because we are all one body. We're all the body of Christ. And... Uh, but your storehouse is where you're getting fed. See, we, we, we bless, we give to uh, evangelist Jesse Duplantis. But if I go to marry somebody, Jesse's not going to come and marry somebody here to church. That's what your local pastors do. We're here to minister to the local body. So that's where you bring your tithes and offerings, and then you can give your offerings to other places too as the Lord leads you. Amen? Bring, them, bring, bring all your tithes and offerings into the storehouse. Why? That there may be meat in your house. And prove me, God likes to prove his word. Says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Now that's a blessing. I haven't seen one of those blessings yet that I, I didn't have room to contain it, but I'm still believing for it. But I'll tell you this, one blessing I have received is the blessing of the Lord. It's the one that makes you rich. That's when you get born again. You get the blessing. You're blessed in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, the Word tells us. So that's a win-win that's a situation. So I want to encourage you as you get ready to give today, this morning, as your purpose in your heart, know that God is seeking you to bless you abundantly above all that you could even ask or think. You know, we're getting ready to come to the Christmas season, but I learned years ago when I got born again, Christmas is every day of the year. It's Christ must. It's, it's coming together with Christ, and that's every day of the year. Amen? So let's stand this morning as you get ready to give. If you need a tithe envelope, they'll be right there in front of you. You can make your check out to Word of Faith Worship Center. If you'd like to uh, give by online, you can go to our website, wofwc.org. we got PayPal. You can pay by your mobile phone. Main thing is trust God. Don't just put the money in. Trust God. 
Mix your faith with that promise and expect God for the harvest, for the return in your finances, in every area of your life. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this day. This is the day that you truly have made. You made it. This is a special day, Lord. Every day is a day to praise you and worship you. And we just thank you right now for your mighty promises that, Lord, we're going to do great and mighty things in the kingdom of God. And we give you the praise for that. And if we'll pull our confession up, this is something we like to do here. The Lord gave us his personal confession. It's in the word. Deuteronomy 6, 10, 11 says, Father God, we thank you today that according to your word in Deuteronomy 6, verses 10 through 11, we're getting our lands and our places of employment. All of our debts are being eliminated and we'll owe no man nothing but to love one another. Today we claim our great and goodly cities, all of our houses full of good things, our vehicles and all the equipment and the people that we need to preach and teach the word of faith to the world. Why? To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So you can bring your tithes and offerings to the front. Worship the Lord. Breaking the silence into the chaos you came Born in our likeness, held in the hands that you made For our deliverance, your promise was given a name Out 
Christmas was born. Your kingdom come. Stretch your faith up here. Father, we thank you, Lord, for these tithes and offerings that came in. We thank you, Lord, that we'll be faithful and obedient to your word. We thank you, Lord, that we're going to build the kingdom one soul at a time. I thank you, Lord, I'll speak blessings back to your people. 30, 60, even 100, even a thousand-fold return back to them in their finances, Father God. Every desire that you've put in their heart, Lord, let it come to pass quickly in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is faithful. God is faithful. And I forgot to mention if our visitors, if you'll fill out that visitor, there's a little visitor uh, uh, card right there in front of you. If you don't have one, we can get one to you. But if you'll fill that out and for the service ends, just put in these offerings. That way we can have your information, let you know good things going on around here. Uh, come back and see us. We have Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. We're actually in a teaching talking about uh, Elijah, a place called there. You know, and it, it really is a life and it's, where you go is life and death. Amen? The words that you hear, Jesus said, the words that I speak are life. So it really matters where you go. It's a matter of life and death where you end up, what you're doing. Um, but if you haven't been with us, and this is going to be part three, uh, talking about the seed. I thought I was done last Sunday, and uh, I just felt like impressed in my spirit. There was more the Lord showed me. You know, don't think when you've heard something or heard a message or read maybe John 3.16, well, Pastor, we've heard that before. The Word is alive, and the Word is quick. And I'm going I'm to go over and summarize, but the message is you can go to our website, all of our uh, Messages are live streamed, recorded. You can go back and watch them. won't cost you a thing. Everything is free. Jesus says, freely you have received, freely give. Now, we take donations if you want to give into the Word Supply. There's CDs and DVDs out here in this little stand. There's magazine, rack, book. It's for you. Take them. Get that Word. I, gosh, I remember when me and Sherry, got, we got first born again, and I didn't know what the word born again meant until I got in the Word. But I knew when I, got, I asked Jesus to come into my life, I didn't feel any different on the outside, but on the inside I just had peace. Peace that I can't explain to you. But then I got invited to church. I got invited to church. But I had to get up and go. <laughs> Amen. I said yes. And uh, 
God met me there. His power met me there. He knew I was coming before he even created this earth. He knew I would meet there at that place, and there was a man of God there that met me there. That was one of my theirs in my life, and the power of God hit my body, went through my body, took out my old cusser that I had, had no more desire to drink alcohol. I was a social drinker on the weekends, but you got to understand, I had to have something in, I had to have something to numb the pain in my life that I was going through. But when Jesus came in, I still get high. I just get high on the most high. No more drugs, no more alcohol. Jesus makes the difference. Amen. It was the seed that got planted on the inside of me. So that seed, when I believed Romans 10, 8 through 10, I read the scripture, but I only didn't read it. See, so I believed it. And when I believed it, I said it. To me and the Lord, nobody else was there. I was at my house. But God was there. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. How do you get born again? Believe. Believe on Jesus. Believe He is the only way to the Father. He is the Son of God. And there, there is no other salvation, no anybody else other than Jesus. Well, you're just kind of radical here, and, and I'm saved. Amen. You're just one-minded. Yeah, and I'm saved. Jesus is the Savior. Hallelujah. Every other religion has a Savior, but they did. Christianity has a Savior. I'm getting to the message, and he's alive. They, can't find, they couldn't find his body. I know where it's at. It's in heaven. It's a glorified body. But also, he has a body here on the earth that's called the church. Hallelujah. And he's still doing miracles, signs, and wonders. But going back to part three here, we're talking about the seed. You can get part one, part, one, part two. Go online, you can listen to the audio or video. John 1, verses 1 through 4 is where the, the keynote scripture came. The apostle John says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Now, it, it sounds kind of wordy, but in the beginning was the Word that was a written word. That's the logos. That's what this is logos. This is written word right here. And the word was with God. That's theos, divinity. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. By who? The word. See, before Jesus had a physical body, he didn't have a name. His name wasn't Jesus. It was the word. God the Father, God the Word, God the Holy Ghost. But then when he came, when, he, when Mary conceived, the angel told her, you shall have a son, you shall call his name Emmanuel. God with us. We call him Jesus. Yahshua. English, Jesus. He answers to God. <laughs> Amen. Come on, he answers to God. I answer to the name Jackson. There was a song, if you know Johnny Cash, some of them liked to call him Sue. He didn't like that name, Sue. It's kind of an old song there. He didn't like the answer to the name Sue. I wouldn't either if I'm, a, if I'm, I'm Johnny Cash. Just don't call me Sue, a boy named Sue. God answers to God. That's his name. And God is good all the time. And all the time... God is good. You can't separate good from God. And you can't add anything evil to him. There's no darkness in him. There's no evil in him. 
He's good. Now, that, that's the foundation. Talking about the seed, you need, you need to know that, that he is good always. Jesus is the word of God, and that Greek word there was logos. That logos denotes expression of thought, not the mere name of an object. Jesus had talked about he was the expressed image of God in the earth. He's the logos. Jesus totally expressed the thoughts of the Father. He told his disciples, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. They're like, Jesus, show us the Father and we'll, it'll, it'll, we'll be sufficient. Jesus said, Philip, how long have you been with me? How long have you been with me? If you've seen me, you have seen the Father. So it's appropriate for Jesus to be called the Word of God. And I like, God showed me this, you know, if you drop the... If you drop the D off a of seed, because we're talking about the seed, you have C. See, God, when he sees us, he sees generations in the seed. Everything we need is found in the, in the seed, in Christ Jesus. But think about a natural seed. The seed is the word of God, and the, that seed has a name. God named him. The angel said, Mary, this shall be his name, Jesus, Emmanuel. And I'll just go ahead and tell most of you, our theme for 2023 is the Lord is with thee. It's Psalms 23. It's going right along with the seed. Because Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Once you get born again, Jesus is there to stay. Well, I just don't feel him, Pastor. A spirit can't be felt. Now, that anointing, there can be a feeling. I'll take that back. There can be a feeling, but you gotta you don't base your relationship with the Lord based on feelings. Because your feelings can change. They can go up and they can go down, right? Kind of like a heartbeat. Because God has feelings. He has emotions. But he don't want us to be base our relationship on those emotions. God can be God was angry. But then we're told to be angry and sin not. Why? Because God took his anger and wrath out on his son Jesus for forever. No longer is he angry with us. That's called the mercy and grace of God. So everything we need can be found in that seed. That's the way the whole creation started. God saw it and he spoke it. When you speak, you need to see yourself. Everything you speak, you're sowing seeds, either good or bad. That's why the Bible says be swift to hear and slow to speak. Amen? Now, it, it, it really matters. Jesus said what you hear is real critical. Amen? Give attention to what you hear. You know, sometimes you can't, you can't uh, the atmosphere is not based on you. It's based on all kinds of things going around you. Fear. Anxiety, pressure, stress. Probably had a lot of that through Thanksgiving. You know, your families come together. There's a lot of things happening to different families. Now, you can't change them, but you, can't, you don't have to let that atmosphere change you. You can actually change them, change that atmosphere, turn that anger into joy or peace. Amen? That's what a seed will do. Everything that God in the creation... He, he saw it and he spoke it. Let there be light. See, God's, God is light. He said, let there be light. 
And then he created all the lights, everything that we see, stars, moon. But that's really not the light he was talking about. He was talking about life. He, he let his life and he spoke it. And then he created the earth out of the chaos. He, he made details. He started turning it into details. Amen? That's in Genesis 1, 10 through 13. And everything, God said, let the dry earth and the gathering of the waters called the seas. He gave names to the earth, to the seas. And, it, and everything he saw, it was good. And the way he spoke it, he said, and let the, and the earth, let it bring forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind. Every seed produces after its kind. And this is, I'm kind of summarizing here. Now go to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 11. I think I said that last time. That was the old. Now we're getting into the new. Hebrews chapter 11. Here's another seed. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things. See, faith can't be seen. It's substance of things that I can't see with my physical eyes, but you can see them with your spirit because you are a spirit being. You're, we're creating God's image and His likeness in the spirit realm. Amen? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Verse 2. So through faith, things that we can't see with our natural eye, through faith we understand that the worlds that we see were framed by what? By the word of God that we can't see. We can't see the word. We can't see Jesus, but does that mean he doesn't exist? No, he's always existed. He's the word. The word became flesh, took on a physical body. That body was crucified on a cross that had never sinned, became sin for all mankind, was crucified, died. His spirit went to Sheol, went to hell. His body went to the grave, but his spirit was resurrected on the third day, went back into his earthly body, and was glorified. And now sits at by the right hand of the Father in heaven, far above principalities and powers. How do you know that? I believe it by the word. I wasn't there to witness it physically, but my spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit that what I say is true. And not only does what I say, the word agrees with it, God manifested and has showed up in my life and showed how real He's healed me. He's healed my babies. He's delivered me. He's blessed me in finances. There's all testimonies I could give you of what he has done. But I have yet to see him physically. But just like you can't see the wind, you can't see the wind, but you can see the effects of the wind. Well, I can't see Christ, but you can see the effects. I heard somebody say, I, Colette, she was just different. She just Something about her was just different. It was the wind. It was the, it was the breath of God that got breathed into her when she got born again. Christians should be different. We have been planted, a, we have been given a seed, <laughs> a new seed, getting there. And if they're saying they're a Christian, just, all, just because they say they're a Christian don't mean they are one. The devil appears to be an angel of light, but he's deceiving. He's dark. 
There's darkness. There's no goodness in him. That's deception. There's only two types of seed in the Spirit. Mark 5. Let's go to Mark 5 because we didn't get here. I kind of skipped this in one of the in one of the parts. I think it was part two. Mark 5, verse 21. Let me get here in this good King James. You know there's only one version of the Bible. That's King James Version. You ever heard that growing up? Well, there's only one God, but he's in three persons, right? And Jesus don't speak King James, but he will speak to the King James Version. Come on, I'm so I've got to have a little humor, too. got to shake you a little bit. All right, let's see. What did I say? i got talking. Mark. Matthew, Mark. Mark 5. I know they'll have it on the screen, but I want to see it right here. I want to see the logos. You know, just because somebody puts something on the screen, don't make you, you got to believe it. Right? you got to find it in the Word, too, right? I tell you what, I, I, I watch this just to watch it because sometimes we, when you... Uh, like a $100 bill when I was in retail. To know the counterfeit, you got to know what the real looks like, right? I had a hard time with that just because I could care less what money looked like. Just, you, know, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to get the people through the line because people behind you get upset if they didn't have to wait too long. But $100 bill, you don't want to counterfeit because it, it ain't, it's false. But I know the story of Noah, and that movie came out. I don't know how long it's been out, but it's on... Netflix now, and I watched it. I'm like, my God, I could. It was hard for me to find any truth in the movie. There was very little in there. I'm not encouraging you to go watch the movie, but people just because it's on the screen and it's a Christian movie doesn't make it to be the truth. <laughs> I'm like, my God, they have, you know. And I'm sure they say this. It's it's a fiction movie. It's not the truth. But my gosh, if you're going to take the word of God, don't add to it or don't take away from it. Because you can get, that don't please the Father. You know what I mean? If something like that gets portrayed not to be in the truth. Mark 5, what did I say, verse 21? Verse 21, talking about the seed. Now when Jesus has, had crossed over by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus, by name, and when he saw him, say, saw him. Wow. Who did he see? He saw Jesus. He was looking at the Word of God. He fell at his feet and begged Jesus earnestly, saying, my, my daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. That's a good confession. So Jesus went with him. So from reading this, can we find out that it is the will of Jesus, it is the will of God to heal? Did Jesus say, have you paid your tithes for the last 20 years? <laughs> have you been to church for the last 20? You know, he didn't put no stipulation on uh, do this and I'll come heal your daughter. Because all that came to Jesus asking received. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, here comes another problem. You are the answer to people's problem. We are the church. We're the answer to the world's problems. But not everybody's going to believe your solution. But you're not here to please people. You're here to please God. And a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. 
Jairus' daughter is, is at the point of death. Here's another woman been, been got an issue of blood for 12 years, read. Trouble going on. And suffered many things from the physicians, trying to get her, this woman, 12 years, paid everything that she had, spent all, the, all that she had, was no better, but yet grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, Dr. Jesus, she came behind in the crowd and touched his garment. She just didn't touch the garment to touch him because she had this, by faith, just like with Hebrews 11, by faith she had been saying something. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. She didn't say that when she got there. She'd been saying that before she saw Jesus because she heard about if you'll just believe and come to Jesus, you'll get healed. She said, I shall be made well. Next week, the fountain of her youth, oh, wait a minute, is that what it said? What did it say? Straight away. Well, you know, sometimes the Lord will, and sometimes it might be maybe and maybe. and uh, No. Immediately. We don't... We're talking about the seed. If I plant okra, why don't it immediately come up out of the ground, Tammy? So you've got some questions here. I didn't create the seed. That's God's seed. Nor the time. Seed, time, harvest. But we ain't talking about okra seed here. <laughs> come on. We're talking about the Word. We're talking about Jesus. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. Now, she'd been, she'd been suffering for 12 years. Jesus wanted her healed 12 years ago. He didn't want her sick to begin with. That's God's perfect will from the beginning. See, God hasn't changed. The creation changed. The curse came in. We got changed. But there was a great exchange at the cross. That's what we preach. This is the hope that we preach. Not everybody's preaching it. Correctly, Amen. I'm not saying I hit everything, but I this foundation you got to have the foundation right. You got to know God is good, Amen, <laughs> and He wants to heal every time. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt. Now she even felt it. Read. That's okay. I like those feelings. I was blind, but now I can see. Somebody there was a blind man that could see. <laughs> you don't have to be quiet in church. If you're here today and you're sick and something hits your body and you know it's gone, shout it. We'll shout with you. Amen. <laughs> Jesus wasn't silent. He was full of joy. It was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that affliction. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that power, say power. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead went into that woman, and that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, when you get born again, dwells in your body. And it can be for you or it can be for somebody else. I got touched by it. I immediately felt, I immediately fell to the ground when that uh, evangelist touched me. He didn't touch me with his anointing. He touched me with the anointing that Jesus was anointed by the Father in heaven. Amen? It's the anointing of the Holy Ghost and power. I got hit with the power that that power has not diminished. Amen. It's still, it's in you. It's in earthen vessels. And it can come upon you. And it can go into somebody else. 
Just like there's electricity in that wall socket. If you don't believe me, go stick a fork in it. No, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't know who's listening online. There might be some youngins. Don't go stick a fork in that outlet. There's a law in operation in that outlet. It doesn't respect the fork. It will fry. It will melt the fork. That's what electricity does. God respects faith, not fear. Some people want to know, well, why hasn't God healed me? Are you in faith? God is not, not the problem. The power is in the wall. The power is in him. You just got to learn how to operate by the principles of the law of seed, time, and harvest. Come on, that's the principle. That's the first principle in the kingdom. Well, pastor, I ain't, never, I ain't seen no blessing in my finances. I gave last week and ain't seen, just gave last week. If you're a farmer and you go plant corn and you're going next week have a harvest? No, but that farmer learns. If I plant, God's faithful, I'm going to get a harvest. But while I'm waiting on that harvest, I'm going to go plant some more seed over here and some more. See, just don't plant one seed. Get you multiple, multiple lands. Plant you some seed in Florida. (laughs) Get you some seeds in Canada. You know, there's different seasons, right? Seeds grow in different, they got, they got to have different climate. Amen? Are you, you kind of getting the picture here? I want a perpetual harvest. God says, have you had perpetual seed sowing? Have you been sowing? Man, for 20, 30 years before I knew Jesus, I was sowing. Fear, doubt, unbelief, religion, tradition. I was saying a lot of things. You know what? I was getting exactly what I said and what I was believing for. Nothing. <laughs> this I was getting the, the harvest of the world. Whatever the world was acting like, that was me. I'm talking about before I got born again. See, I was operating by the law, the law of the curse in this earth. Amen? We get into the hang on now, we're getting to the good part. What verse am I on? Somebody help me. Third, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Was this for Jesus' benefit or for her? I'm going to say both. A good teacher will what? Take a time and make a good teachable. This is time to teach the word right here. Somebody touched me. But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, what, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. You know why she's feared and trembling? Because however old she was, she was under the law. And if you're unclean, you can't be. You got to be out here outside the city saying, unclean, unclean. I I can't touch nobody with this infirmity. Jesus wanted to know who touched him. Because he wanted, to, he wanted the multitudes that was following him saying, you don't have to be outside the gate saying unclean. It's time to get clean. Touch me again. <laughs> See, that's what God, that's why Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. No longer do you have to be outside the gate being unclean. Come in, I am the gate. I am the door. Come in and get clean. Amen? And it ain't going to cost you anything. Jesus had paid the, was going to pay the price. And the woman, feared and trembling, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, she's, she's looking for the priest. You know, oh, here, here they go. They're going to they 
while you're getting healed on the Sabbath or whatever. They're going to give her some kind of religion, religious answers. That's what she's always had. She got worse. She never got better. Remember Job? His friend said, Job, it's because you've done all these things. You got worse. No, the devil was out to kill Job. Why? Because he was precious in God's sight. He feared God, respected God. Jesus said that the world hated me. They're going to hate you too. But happy are you. For great is your reward in heaven. They can't see the mansions. I'm talking about the people that hate you, that persecute you for all righteousness sake because of the, the, the Christ in you, the hope of glory. But they can't see the mansions that we see. They can't see that one day, every, the Bible says, I has not seen nor has ear heard what God has prepared for those who, who, who love him and are called according to his purposes. What's the call? They called on Jesus. Amen? That gets you everything the Father has. There's things we don't, we don't even know yet that God has prepared for us. And Jesus said to her daughter, your faith, not his faith, God gives every, has given each one of us the measure of faith. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. No longer do you have to go in fear, falling short because of what the law demands. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. See, Jesus told her right there, if you go away here being in fear, what's going to happen? That affliction is going to come back on you. Go, be, go in peace. That peace that God, that Jesus gave her. And while he was still speaking, here come the ruler of the synagogue, Jairus. Here's somebody from the synagogue came and said, your daughter is dead. Wow. Think about that reading. You know, just try to put yourself in his shoes. Here's Jesus. He is healing, raising the dead. But now his daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? <laughs> as soon as Jesus, Jesus didn't pray, Father, is it your will that this girl die? Come on. Tammy, that might help us right there. He's not thinking about death. What's he thinking about? Life. Jesus has life on his mind. Even though a saint might have passed, Jesus has life on his mind. The question is not why. The question is, I don't know sometimes. But life always produces life after its kind. And our brothers, our sisters are, are born again. They're, they're alive. They're alive. They're alive. Amen. And they're going to have rewards like we all going to have rewards for what we do for the Lord down here. Amen. And Jesus, he, he's touched with the infirmities that we're touched with. But here's somebody else. Here comes a bad report. Your daughter's dead. Don't trouble the master any further. And as soon as Jesus heard the word, what did he hear? That word of fear. He said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid. Only believe. Only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Here's teaching right here. Talking about the seed. Jesus didn't need no seeds of unbelief as he's getting ready to go raise this, this girl. He knew the Father's will. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Not everybody knows that right now, but Jesus knows it. The Father's just said, go raise her, go get her up. And he took Peter, James, and John. <clears throat> And he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult and, who's, 
and those who wept and wailed, what? Loudly, weeping and crying and wailing. Grief in this house. And when he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead but sleeping. And all those just rejoiced at the words of Jesus. No, what happened here? <laughs> here comes life. Bringing, it's time to bring the anointing, bring joy. Bringing the, here we come. Jesus knew what he was here to do. Raise the dead, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. Why? He found it. Jesus read it in the Word. And he said, today this scripture has been fulfilled. That's his purpose, to go out there and raise the dead, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. Amen? That's what we're called to do. And they ridiculed him. But when he put them, well, he had to put them outside. Sometimes you just got to go outside. Or you got to get the people outside. You got to get faith on the inside so they can see blessings and miracles on the outside. That didn't mean he didn't love them. Come on, he loved them, but he don't. Jesus has got to have some faith. Miracles do not just happen. Somebody's believing somewhere. Amen? Somebody's believing God. And Jesus put them out, and he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. He took the child by the hand and said to her, somebody help me there, Tathia Kuma. I'll give you the translations. Little girl, I say to you, arise. Arise. Immediately, when? Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years old. Here's somebody that previously there was 12 years of suffering and affliction. She got made well, and here's a girl that ain't but 12 years old. That's all she's lived. And the devil took her out, but Jesus said, no, sir, devil. Jesus said, I am here. The I am is here. And this girl, I think what it was, says she sneezed. And they were overcome with great amazement. And he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something should be given her to eat. Sounds like Ruthie to me. You get through a big trial, test, tribulation. I'm, Daddy, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm ready to eat. You see, the body without the spirit is dead. She was dead. Her spirit and soul was not in her body, and her body was decomposing. Come on, just a little short time. So when the spirit and soul can't be in, Jesus says she needs something to eat. Amen? You want to stay down here, you better eat and drink. You got to. It's a law. Amen? Now, there's fasting time, but your body has to have food and water to live, to to. to Y'all know what I mean. The, the, the body without the spirit and soul is dead. It's just flesh. There's the natural and then there's the supernatural. There's the spirit of man. Two types of seed. Seeds of faith. What would you see here? We saw some seeds of faith and we saw seeds of fear. Jesus said, get them seeds of fear out of here. Why? Because he said, Jairus believed. That's her father. But Jesus had to get that unbelief out. He needed a father and he needed a mother because they're the, they're the authority of that child that's 12 years old. Amen? Jesus will not override anybody's will. God will not override your will. He loves you so much. If you reject him, he'll let you go to hell. I'm talking about God. But he loves you. He, that's not his purpose for you to go to hell. But he, that's how much authority he has given. He will not override your will. That's what happened right there. 
There's seeds of faith. That comes from hearing the Word of God. And there's seeds of fear, two types of seeds. And that comes from hearing the works of the devil, fear. And that fear, I'd just like to give an acronym, that's false evidence appearing real. See, we're God's children, not the devil. He's a, he was a created angel. We're sons and daughters of God. Amen. Hallelujah. We speak life, and life happens. See, the soul, talking about the seed, the soul is our heart. That's our spirit. And the heart will grow whatever seed you put in it. Your heart, your, think about, this is a now, I'm not talking about your natural heart, I'm talking about your spirit. The Bible talks about your heart being the spirit of man. Think about your spirit as the soul. If you go plant a seed out here in the soil, the soil don't know what seed it is. It just knows to grow it. You put okra in the ground, okra comes up in the soil. That's the soil. God created the dirt to just, when you put a, you can put a, a four by four post in the ground, and if you don't get a treated post, what's going to happen in about four or five years? You dig it up, it's going to be rotten. Because the earth, whatever comes in the earth, that, that dirt is working on. It's, 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 it's trying to find the seed. It's, it's eating the shell to get to the inside. That's the way God created it. Fear, in other words, the soul is our heart, and the heart will grow whatever seed you put in it. You put fear in your heart, what you going to grow? Your harvest is going to be fear. You're going to start fearing things. I just, we just had our family Thanksgiving dinner. You, know, you reminisce about good times. I'm the baby of five. I'm the baby of the family. And I remember my brothers and sisters would invite friends over, and I'm, what, three, four, five years old out there. They're out there telling ghost stories. Now, me and my brothers share a room. We've got two beds, but we share a room. So they're out there telling all these ghost stories, and then when it gets dark, and they know I'm listening. That don't matter. That, that's what they're doing it for, to try to scare me. Because, you know, they, they, as you get older, they know that's really not real. So they're telling all these ghost stories. And then at night, my brother kick, gets mad because I'm, over, I'm in the bed with him, and he's kicking me out because he's six years older. And, he won, and he's getting mad at me because I'm scared. But they're out there telling the ghost stories, and I'm the bed. I've got the window bed. He's got the wall bed. You know, they talk about, you know, so I'm looking for bad things to come in my window. So I go jump in his bed, get out of here. You know how big brothers are? It's their fault. I'm just a kid. I don't know that there's no, you know, I don't know these things. Now, there's real demons, ghosts. There's real ghosts. There's the Holy Ghost, and then there's evil ghosts, demons. They're real. Fear is real. And don't be doing that. Don't get people in fear. Don't plant that seed of fear. It'll turn into nightmares. People can't sleep. Don't put it in your eyes. Don't put it in your ears. I'm telling you. See, your heart doesn't know. It just gives a harvest of what's sowed in it. Coming in your ears, getting in your spirit. And it comes in. Fear, fear you get a harvest. Good measure pressed down, shaking together, running over. Just like you get a you put faith in, you get a harvest. Good measure pressed down, shaking together, running over whatever you put in there. Luke chapter 6, verse 45 says, A good man 
out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth that which is good. Talking about the seed. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. We've got the answers to why these people, they call it mental, going here shooting up schools, doing all these things. You know why? Because of the evil that's being put in their eyes, letting be put in their eyes, and it's bringing forth the harvest. They're going out and acting on it. Now, it just don't happen. It's over a process and over a process and over a process. It ain't the guns. That's just a tool. The rock didn't kill Cain, Abel. His brother picked up the rock, right? He was possessed. The devil got in there and influenced him. That's what's happening. The devil is getting in there, influencing, and they're just using guns or knives or whatever. But we got the answer. The seed, Jesus, he's the seed. We got to get people born again. We got to show them Jesus. We got to bring light into the darkness. You can't shovel out the darkness. We can't just shovel out all the evil. We got to bring the good. We got to bring the light in. Amen. Bring Jesus in. He'll deliver them out of that darkness. Now, some of them will still reject it. You know what they got to do? They got to go to jail. They got to get locked up. They got to be put away, not left out. If they're going to be left out, they better have some counseling. Some, see, we've got the answers. They don't need to go to a psychologist. They need to go to a Christ, <laughs> Christian that has power. Now, if a psychiatrist, you know what I mean, combines the two, a Christian, you can, you can combine the two. You know, a psychiatrist with a Christian background that's based in the Word, not just in science and thinking. Because the devil, this is where he works in reasoning. You can sit there and talk to the devil through somebody all day and they'll leave that place worse than they'll got there. Let's just, let's just draw up all the past and this is how you know. Your past don't see the future. When you get born again, your past is gone. You need to start showing some people some hope. Amen? I don't need to go back and, I mean, I can give a testimony of some things I've been through, but if I start dwelling on where I, where I come from, I'll never get to where I'm supposed to go. Even as a Christian. Because the devil, he wants to get you back in that mess. Get you thinking about why all that stuff happened. It's not the why. It's the who. Get out of that stuff. You know, Jesus can get us out of that stuff. Man, hallelujah. That's the answer. We've got to get the good in. We've got to sow the good seed. Galatians 6, 7. You know why? Now you know why the world fights this good word, fights the Bible. Locked down churches, shut down the churches, it opened up the bars, all this other stuff, but shut down the churches. That's the devil working through people. We gotta, we gotta witness to those people. And one way we witness is we don't shut the church down. We keep our doors open. And you can come in if you want to or stay out. But we're gonna preach this gospel. And we're gonna get people saved and healed and delivered. Amen. And we'll keep them out of the hospitals. We'll keep them out of the Jail, if they get this word, if we get the word in them, amen. And Jesus didn't go around seeking the devil. He went around seeking those that were lost. Come on. We ain't got to get out there and thinking we got to go fight the devil. We're looking for the lost, and Jesus will fight. He's already, he's already defeated the devil. It's the love that will set them free. It's the goodness of God that will set them free. And we just bring some goodness to them, and they either eat it off our plate, or we shake the dust off our feet, and we go to the next lost person. Amen. Or the next, you don't have to be lost. You just be sick and just need to be healed. 
and be a Christian all your life and think it's God's will to bring sickness. And we need to bring the word to that person. The word of life. They've heard about they've heard a relig- they've heard religion is what they've heard. I call it damn religion. It's D-A-M. <laughs> Y'all know what a dam is. It blocks the water from flowing down. Well, religion blocks the wor- the power of God from flowing down in their lives. Religion, what I gotta do. I ain't preached that yet, but I'm getting close to it, I think. <laughs> Hallelujah. Seed, time, and harvest. Galatians 6, 7 says, Do not be deceived. Talking about the seed. God will not be mocked. Whatsoever you sow, you're going to reap it. Sow strife, you're reaping the whirlwind of strife. Sow love, you're going to reap some love. Now, don't go looking for those people to love you, season. You just be... Loving, because God, you know, some people are not going to love you, even though you're loving them. But our job is to bless them, sow the seed, the blessing seed. <laughs> you know, our thinking, it used to be when somebody got cussed out real bad in lane, somebody said, yeah, he just got blessed out. I'm like, no. Back then I thought, you know, somebody cussing you out, they were blessing you out. No, blessing is doing good to somebody. Don't get that, just be- <laughs> don't get that, don't get it reversed. That doesn't mean somebody just blessed you out. That means they gave you some money or something. Keep the blessing where it's supposed to be. That's the good side. God is out to bless us, not to curse. The curse is just on the backside. That's without God. That's by default. Without God, you cursed. You might not look like you might not see it now, but destruction's on the way if you try to live this world without God. Now, he's got mercy, but I'm telling you, get on the blessing side. Even blessed doesn't mean you're not going to have persecution, testings, and trials, but they're not coming from God. They're coming from the devil trying to get the Word of God out of you because the devil knows if you stay in the Word, you're going you're to inherit that blessing. You're going you're to see it. And he don't, the devil don't want you seeing it because he knows once you see it, when you get the roots, when that seed gets planted in the ground, you're not seeing nothing depending on how long that seed is designed by God to, to grow. Different, different seeds take different times. But when the sprout comes up out of the ground, that doesn't mean it just come out. There's roots that went down. And the seed, first of all, gets rooted. And we got to get rooted and grounded in the love of God. And if you'll get your roots, stay in that word, you, you're putting love in. You're putting love in. What's happening? You might not see something on the outside right now, but I'm getting some roots. And when the devil comes, when that wind comes, that little sprout comes out, and the wind comes, it can't get rid of it. Why? There's, there's a root system down there that, that the devil can't see. So see, but he's trying to get you out of the Word before you get some roots. See, if you keep staying in love, walking in love, loving people, doing what you're reading, your roots get deep, and they get deep. And when the devil comes, it's like, remember the old nursery rhyme? The old, who was it, Doug? He couldn't blow the house down. The three little pigs. They huffed and they puffed. They huffed and they puffed. The wolf. Old wolf is coming. But there was one house he couldn't blow, he couldn't blow that house down. He tried and he tried. You know why? Because that house was made out of brick, not straw. What was the other one made out of? Wood. Hay. But see, what does the Bible say? If you'll build your house on the rock, Jesus is the rock. When the wind blows, now that house is built on the sand. It's shifting sand. That old religion, you up one day and you down the next. God the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Well, I tell you, there's a good song. 
The Lord giveth good things and He takes away the bad things. That's the only way I like to hear that song. The Lord gives the good and He takes away the evil. That's the God I serve. That's my Father. And see, when you get that settled in your heart, then when all this fear and unbelief comes, you'll say, get outside. Like Jesus said, get outside. Because God's got something to do and it's good. Amen? It's good. All the time. So seed, time, and harvest. I think we're going to be, be getting on lesson four. Genesis 8.22 says, While the seed, time, and harvest, don't give up. I'll just go ahead and say it right now. Anybody in here believe in God for something? Some things? <laughs> Keep believing God. Don't quit. Quitters, I'll, I guarantee you this. They're going to quit. They're going to quit. <laughs> Believers, don't quit. Now, you can, but the attitude is going to be, I am not going to quit. Regardless if I ever see it, I'm not going to be a Thomas. I'm not going to say, unless I see it, I won't believe. No, I'm going to believe if I, not if I ever see it, Lord, because you're true. And see, that's the attitude you've got to have to over, be an overcomer. Seed, time, and harvest. Genesis 8, 22, while the earth remains, is this earth still remaining? Don't get caught up in uh, climate control, climate, whatever it's called. Don't, I, I was told, I remember growing up, man, we keep cutting down all these trees. We ain't going to have no trees. We ain't going to have no oxygen. We ain't going to have no air to breathe. I believed it. <laughs> Why? Because I wasn't in the Word. <laughs> I didn't read that scripture right there. There's more than enough trees to, to build houses, lands, <laughs> houses. There's more than enough dirt. There's more than enough steel to build cars. Amen. Come on. Because until this earth remains, there's always going to be. God, Because God said, while it remains, there's going to be seed time and harvest. Cold and heat. Summer and winter. And day and night will not cease. So, yeah. This summer, it might be hotter. This winter, it might be colder. Or next year, it might be vice versa. But the, the word remains. It's going to be hot and it's going to be cold. Get you a, get you a blanket and get you an air conditioner. Go somewhere. You know what I mean? You just got to compensate. That's why God gives us wisdom to make air conditioning. He knew it was coming. He knew it was going to be hot somewhere and cold somewhere. He knew you was going to come to Word of Faith Worship Center and you're going to have a pastor, you know, 72, 71 is his limit. We'll freeze you in the summertime. We'll try to keep you warm during the, during the winter. So this is very important. It's a very important law of the kingdom. The time between the planting and the reaping, a process designed by God. Seed time and harvest. It cannot be manipulated. Man has tried it and will continue to try it to manipulate the seed. But it must... It must be a time that we put faith in Father, the creator of all good things, that in the fullness of time we will see the harvest if we faint not. Don't give up. Don't give up. Galatians 4, 4 through 5. When Jesus, who was the seed, who is the seed, the word of God, but when the fullness of time was come, when he was conceived, 
by a virgin, by Mary, when the angel messenger brought forth those prophecies and said, Mary, you're highly favored. You're going to conceive, and in your womb, you're going to have the Son of God. You're going to call his name Emmanuel, Jesus. And she didn't get in fear. She submitted herself to God, resisted all those things that they would say. You're a virgin. You can't have a child. You can't get pregnant. You know what they're going to say about you, Mary? She was believing what the angel said. How's this going to be? That's a good question. Sometimes we just got to trust God. It's going to be according to the Word of God. I've had some prophecies given to me. I haven't seen the fulfillment yet. There's a lot of prophecies in this Word that you'll receive as you go through. It's okay to receive a, prophet from, a prophecy from a prophet. It'll line up with the Word, and I haven't seen it yet, so I remind the Lord of these prophecies. When the devil comes, the tempter comes, and says, when are you going to do it? When's it going to happen? Remember they said that to Job. When, you know, what have you done? All these things. And I just remind the Lord, I bypass the fear, the devil. See, you got to throw, Lord, you said right here in your word, I can't, there's nothing I can do but trust in you. In the fullness of time, I'm going to see it. Until then, I'm just going to do what you call me to do. I'm going to walk by faith every day because that's what we're supposed to do. And I'm going to go out here and teach people faith. Whoever the people show up, I'm going to preach them and teach them faith. And they're going to grow up in the kingdom. Amen? Amen. That's what we're called to do. That's what I'm called to do. Preach and teach the word of faith to the I'm looking at the world right here. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. But when the fullness of time, Galatians 4, 4 through 5, God sent forth his son. Some people would say, you've heard me say this, but you need to hear it because a lot of people say God doesn't need us. He, gets, he, could wipe, he can wipe us out and start. No, he needs us. He loves us. Jesus could not be born without Mary. Mary had to conceive. God needed Mary. God needs you. There's other miracles he's want to do, Cecil, and he needs you. Amen? To lay hands on the sick, to be a witness for Jesus. God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. <laughs> Read, it doesn't matter what man, the religion that's out there, God will come right in underneath all that tradition, religion. He, man will think, the devil will think he's got us stopped, and God will go down here and, and, and they'll be like, grace. Boom. Dr. Gary Price, for example. He lived how many years? 10, 11 years after he, he, he had a tumor. I'm talking about the pastor, my pastor before me, had a tumor surgically removed, but then he had heart issues. I think 30% of his heart, the 70% of his heart was dying. The arteries went around his heart and hooked up on the other side, and, and his, his heart started coming back. Because why? He was a man of the word. He didn't make it as many years as he wanted to, but he did not quit. He never gave up on the word. And that, that, that vein just had to do, his body had to do something. Something had to happen to keep his heart alive, and it happened. God will make a way. It'll blow the doctors away. It'll blow the financial institutes away. 
<laughs> I told you, we've been confessing, and we're getting close to the end of the year, so I mentioned budgets. I think I'm going to stop right here. And I didn't get done again. That thing was stuck in there, really. Loose that pen and let it go. I don't want to keep you longer than your derriere can stand. You know, we got cushioned seats for a reason. <laughs> I have some family members that look at our church. One niece I invited to church, and she said, you know, uh, as far as I know how long to minister, and she looked at some of our videos, she says, I see y'all go about an hour, hour and a half, two hours preaching the Word. She goes, I brought enough notes to try to get us through. But we, them padded pews are there for a reason. We'll keep you as long as we can. And I tell you what, I mean, there's nothing wrong. Don't get under condemnation where you're sitting. But I tell you what, when I come to church, I like to sit on the front pew. Not everybody does, but that, that day I went to that church, I got a prophecy. And not just because I was sitting on the front, but because God says, Jesus said, if you'll sit at the back and let him bring you to the front, he'll pick you out of the crowd. Come on, Jesus said, don't, don't come to church tooting your horn. Just be a horn and let Jesus toot you. <laughs> Amen. Let him bring you before men. Let him bring you up. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up in due season. See, when you think the season's all falling apart, Jesus said, I'm just getting ready to lift you. You're getting ready to pop up out of the ground. See, the, the seed, once it's planted, that little sprig, it don't pop up and have the apple. It, sometimes it takes some seasons. Do you want a sour apple, or do you want the apple to taste good? Come on. Sometimes you've got to have a couple of seasons to get all this stuff out of the ground, these impurities out of the ground, so that you can have a, a sweet harvest. Well, God doesn't want to use you because the devil wants to abuse you. Sometimes you're like, well, God, you're not using me. He wants to get you right because he don't want to see you get left. You know what I mean? Left behind, the devil wants to beat you up. No, God wants you just right. Then he'll use you for the, that, that specific thing. Amen? So, Preparation time is never wasted time. Don't let the devil beat you up. And God, you're not, you're, you ain't doing nothing. No, you, you are, any time with God is quality time. Amen. Jesus, you got to understand, he was 30 years old before he went into the ministry. The son of God. But he didn't operate as God. He operated as a man anointed by his father, the Holy Ghost. But he did a great work in three and a half years. So what can God do with you? Just be willing and obedient. Amen. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this service. Lord, we thank you for that seating. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There was something else I came down here for. Help me, Tammy. I came down here for a purpose. Wait a minute. Where did I stop at? I was going to tell you something, wasn't I? I can't leave you with that. Help me, Cecil. But thank, thank you. Yep, there we go. Hallelujah. Thank you. He lives with the treasury over there. <laughs> Seed, time, and harvest. Talking about God will make a way where sometimes you, don't, you, didn't, you can't even understand the way. Why? Because Jesus is the way. And he sometimes he'll suspend the natural and do something in the supernatural. I was questioning. It's okay to question God. Just don't get under condemnation. Lord, when? You know, when are we going to do some greater things? You know, just because sometimes I feel so bound by the secular job, I'm, I'm bivocational, that, you know, I, I'm just ready. You know, it's kind of like, I'm ready, Lord. Let's go. Let's get this thing done. And that's a good zeal to have. 
So then I start questioning, you know, well, I've got these benefits. You know, these are things you question. See, as a pastor, you rely on the people. I'm talking about the income. That comes through the people, right? Well, right now, it comes through the company. My income comes through the company, too. And that, that, that income is based on performance. <laughs> you got to show up. you got to go to work. And all this is good. I'm just telling you that you look at that sometimes, and then you got benefits. you got insurance. you got dental. you got all these nice benefits. So you, you get on there, and you start reasoning. Come on, I'm, being, I'm just being transparent with you. Lord, you know, how, I don't want to get in fear, but you know, what if I let the people down? What if I let the people down and, you know, I just, you know, all these thoughts that have hit you being in the ministry. And then that's when I was, I was asked to go minister for Scott, Hope of Glory Church. He used to be a pastor here. So I go fill in for Scott because they're on vacation or somewhere. And this is a time where, you know, you're believing God for big things. I set a budget up. Every year I do a budget. I like to go stretch ourselves however long. If we did, if we brought in 140 this year, at least budget 150. Increase, right? Think increase. Give God something to work with. Jesse, I love he says a budget will cost you something, but a vision will bring you something. We've got to do the natural. We need to do the natural. Set a budget. So I set the budget, and I'm like, man, Lord, we're getting close to the end of the year, and we're a good ways off of what I projected. <laughs> Amen. When I went down to that church, Hope Church, because Kelsey sent me the picture, me and my wife have sown, and I'm not tooting our horn, I'm just telling you how God will bless you. The seed that you sow will grow. The seed you sow will grow. We have sown a $1,000 seed at different times. Me and my wife. That was when I went down and preached that message. After the service, a person came up to me and asked me, you know, what what you want to do, Pastor? What some things you want to do? Preach the gospel. Some things you enjoy doing, riding motorcycles. What do you love and enjoy? Your father has given all these things for us to freely to enjoy. He said, well, help, maybe this will help you get started. Counting me out of $100 bills. He said, stick it in your pocket. Seriously, yeah. I said, man, I said, are you sure about this? He said, oh, yeah, I'm sure. I said, okay. You've got to learn to receive too. See, don't forget about the seeds you sown. Harvest, there's a harvest coming. That was my first, that was my personally my first $1,000 seed. That ain't the end. That was, I done finished preaching. I think I was on my way home. Kelsey sent me a picture. Was it a $10,000 seed that came into this church? First time $10,000 seed came in. This all happened one Sunday. That's, I'm just looking, that's $11,000. God can make a way. Because I was questioning, Lord, can you really provide for me out here if I went into, when, I, when I go into full-time ministry? And he answered my question. He said, well, I'll just say this. Is the sun going to rise in the morning? Seed, time, and harvest. That's just what he did for me. Now, we have sown $1,000 seeds. Amen. You sow nickels, Nickels come back, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. If you got nickel faith, sow that nickel. But God will increase your terror. He'll increase your faith. 
when you see it come back, next time, I think I'm going to do a dime. I think I'm going to do a snicker bar. Carrie, I almost did it. My wife wouldn't let me get it. Carrie just blessed me with snicker bars. I, I'm not eating them all at one time. Sometimes I eat half of them. He gets me like a couple, and I'll put it in the freezer. We went to Cracker Barrel the other day. I saw a snicker bar. It's about this big. About that. My, I said, that's got Carrie Roberts written all over it. And Sherry says, don't. She smacked my hand. Don't you take him that big old snicker bar back? I said, my God, that's, that's it. the seed bringing forth after its kind. Good measure. Press down, shaking together. I can knock him over the head with that thing that's so big. It'd take him two years probably eat that thing. But God will bless Carrie according. Also, he can bring Snickers bar, but also out of his heart, meet his desires. Amen? What are you trusting God for? Have you got the seed in the ground? Don't dig it up to see if it's growing. Keep praising God. That's your water, and it's coming. But in the meantime, plant you some more seed. Amen. How big you want your harvest to be? Dump truck. You want dump truck? Scott used to Scott preach that. You can have spoonfuls or you can have dump truck. You can plant dump truck load seed. Amen. God is faithful. Give him something to grow. Father, we thank you, Lord. Now, now we can now I can release that prayer. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for this the, the harvest. We thank you, Lord, for the seed. Father, we thank you for Jesus, who is the everlasting seed that was planted in your earth. And Jesus brought forth the harvest. He brought forth Christianity. Christians, we were able to get born again. If you're in this church, you're watching online, and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you've never reacted to the seed, I encourage you today to call upon his name, to repent, to change your way of thinking to his way of thinking. And his way of thinking is he loves you. He died for you. He bled for you. He, had, he took stripes on his back to heal you, and he rose and defeated death, hell, and the grave so that we could live forever with him, forever. And I'd ask you to make that confession today, Romans 10, 8 through 10. Believe in your heart if you'll believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Say yes to Jesus. The Lord, you shall be saved from the destruction that's coming upon this earth, and you will live forever and ever and ever. With the saints, to God be the glory forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody need prayer? I don't... Thank you for joining us today at Word of Faith Worship Center. I pray God's grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then according to Romans 10, 8 through 10, the word is nine to thee in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth Jesus as your Lord and believe that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart you believe unto righteousness, and with your mouth confession is made unto salvation. We would ask you today to simply say, yes, I believe this, and I say yes to Jesus. Now, if you just received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we would encourage you to get into a good church. Our church is located at 757 Harris Street, Northwest, Concord, North Carolina, 28025. And you can also find us on the internet at wordoffaithworshipcenter.org or 
wofwc.org. We hope to see you soon. Blessings.